And the Bible says you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Therefore, you do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl, but you put it out in the open and it gives light to everyone in the house. Therefore, let men see your good deeds and give praise to your Father who is in heaven. As we shine brighter, we're going to shine farther. So everybody say, shine brighter. Shine farther. Shine brighter. Shine farther than you've ever shown before. I'm believing that this week you're going to take a step of faith and shine brighter and shine farther than you've ever shown before. Now, the past two weeks, we've talked about some major things when you're going through a vision. We talked about there comes a day when you got to have your breakout day, when you got to have your breakout time, when you just begin to throw off all hindrances and God does something supernatural in your sight and you begin to go forward like never before and you have a breakout moment and it begins to set you on course to get you where you're called to be. And then we talked about last week, when you've had that breakout moment, there comes comes a time when all your adversaries start coming against you and you got to take your stand for your pea patch and if you missed last week's message you can hear it on the radio you can hear it on cd you can download it on the website but you got to get the last two weeks messages because it's going to change your life and so when you've had your breakout moment and you're going forward there comes a time when your adversaries are coming against you and you need to stand for your pea patch because your pea patch is not just a pea patch it's a pasture of promise and god says when you can stand for this you can handle this over here when you stand for what God's already given you in your pea patch and become a good steward. God doesn't want to just keep it a pea patch. He's going to make it a pasture of promise. God, as he's bringing you on a breakout day, bringing you to your pasture of promise, there comes a time in every part of the vision where you need to stop and begin to check the temperature of the vision. Check the temperature of what's going on. Now, many of you will recall, we started this year with a great, awesome breakfast. We had all the tables set up all over the sanctuary. We had wonderful placemats on every place that said, shine brighter, shine farther. And there began to be a lot of momentum stirring, and the temperature got real hot real quick about the vision and everything God was doing. And all through January, you guys were so excited. We had rally cries. We had groups over here saying, we got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? And you had groups over here standing, we got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? And then we said the next week we shine brighter yes we do we shine farther how about you in the next week we did the same thing we shine brighter yes we do we shine farther how about you and everybody's temperature was hot and it was blazing and things were going good and we took up the first shine brighter shine farther offering and it was a phenomenal offering God did great things in the parking lot started getting moved and everybody kept getting excited and and now that we're about 12 weeks into this series everybody's temperature is kind of have you there comes a time in every vision when you need to check your temperature, there comes a time in every marriage when you need to check the temperature. There comes a time in every family when you need to check the temperature. There comes a time in every church when you need to check the temperature. And there comes a time in everybody's personal life with your relationship with God when you need to check the temperature and see how hot your relationship really is. And Mitch said we're at a good compromise in the weather right now. And brother, I don't compromise. I want it hot and I want it hot all the way. I want that not just when the weather is as how it should be outside, but I want that for your personal life but I also want this vision for the church as we're going into the month of March halfway through it I want it to stay hot on the forefront of your mind so the title of this morning's message is called hot are you hot this morning because I want you to understand that if you don't maintain a certain temperature your vision's gonna get froze out of your life if you don't maintain a certain temperature your vision's gonna slowly begin to fade away and fizzle out and it's eventually gonna look back on it and you're gonna say well did I really even hear God 
God if you don't keep the temperature hot. When you go to check the temperature outside, you begin to look and you look outside on hanging on a post or a tree and you see usually something that's in a round circle and it has numbers all the way on it. And you begin to look and you begin to see the temperature outside. But the thing about a thermometer is this. A thermometer is a reactionary piece of equipment that is dictated by circumstances outside its control. And as a thermostat is dictated by circumstances outside its control, if the weather gets hot, the needle begins to rise. If the weather gets cold, the needle begins to fall. And if the weather's mediocre, it just kind of stays in the same place at about 70 degrees and, and sits there. The thing about your vision is, is you as a Christian, you have a decision to make. Today, are you going to recognize that you are a thermometer or are you going to recognize that you are a thermostat and you will fall into one category or the other? You are either a thermometer or a thermostat. Now, a thermometer is reactionary driven. And I want to go back to the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. Genesis chapter number 37 and verse number 5. And the Bible says, now Joseph had a dream. Everybody say, he had a dream. Everybody say, he had a vision. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. Now that doesn't sound like a very promising start. You know, we've all been in those situations before. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him all the more. And he said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaths in the field, and behold, my sheath rose up and stood upright. And behold, your sheaths gathered around, and it bowed down before mine. And his brothers said to him, indeed, are you going to reign over us? Or are indeed, are you going to rule over us? And so they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers. Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father even rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow down uh, before you on the ground? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept these sayings in mind. The Bible says that the man had a dream. The Bible says as soon as the dream came on, his brothers hated him even more. And as his brothers hated him even more, a quick synopsis of his life, they hated him so much because of his dreams and visions that his brothers first beat him up then threw him in a pit then pulled him out of a pit and sold him into slavery once he was in slavery um, he was accused of raping some guy's wife and then he was thrown in prison for a couple years and when he was in prison he had a couple dreams and when they uh, interpreted his dreams people left and went back to their places out of prison but they forgot about him again and left him there and then finally the pharaoh of Egypt had a dream that he could not interpret somebody remembered Joseph back in prison and they remembered him told pharaoh about him so pharaoh called him Joseph interprets his dream and when he interprets his dream God puts him as second only unto Pharaoh in the whole land amen now I just covered about 15 chapters in Genesis you need to go back and fill in the details amen that's the quickest reading y'all have ever heard amen and so that's kind of the story of the life of Joseph but throughout all of this the Bible says Joseph was 17 when he had his dreams when he was 17 when he had his dreams by the time the fruition of his family getting back together was 20 years down the road now, there's a 20-year time span that takes place here. And if Joseph happened to be a thermometer, there are three things that freeze every vision out if you don't regulate your temperature and keep it hot. The first thing that freezes you out is your circumstances. If you don't remain hot and you don't have a setting set in your life, the first thing that's going to freeze you out and freeze the vision out of your life, it's going to be called circumstances. The Bible says that right after Joseph had this dream, his brothers hated him all the more. And once they hated him all the more, the first thing that changed in Joseph's life was his circumstances he was in his dad's good graces he was in his father's house everything was going good he was actually mom and dad's very favorite kid I can relate to that amen thank you Jesus <laughs> now come on 
And so he's mom and dad's favorite kid, and his brothers hated him all the more. But as soon as his brothers began to hate him all the more, they began to plot against him. And so the first thing, like I said, that will freeze out your temperature and freeze out your vision is your circumstances changed. Joseph's circumstances changed drastically, but his vision and his dream never changed. His circumstances changed so drastically, his brothers hated him so much, they brought him outside of his father's household, and they beat him up, took the wonderful coat that his dad had given, put blood on it, brought the coat back to his dad, and said, Dad, look, a wild animal has eaten your son here is his coat can you testify that it is his so we can know that if it was really joseph and his father began to weep and his father began to mourn and joseph all the while was thrown in a pit and after he was thrown in a pit his brother one brother kind of liked him and said well let's not kill him let's sell him off so he can be a slave in another country can i tell you that is called a change in circumstances how many of you know when you began to press into this shine brighter shine farther vision shining brighter than you ever have shining farther than you ever have you're going to do your part in the church some of your circumstances began to change your marriage seemed to take a turn for the worst your job and your economic system began to take a big downfall your kids became just who are these kids right now and everything catastrophic began to take place in your life but when your circumstances begin to change your circumstances will begin to tell you are you a thermometer or a thermostat see we understand that joseph was a thermostat because even though his circumstances begin to change it did not lower the setting of the vision of god for his life the bible says in fact this is the most important impressive story in the Bible to me about a godly man not compromising who God had called him to be even in the midst of his circumstances changing so even though he was thrown into a pit he was beat up he was pulled out he was sold into slavery Joseph said even though my circumstances change my God does not change even though my circumstances may say this I'm not letting my temperature fall because I'm not dictated by my circumstances my circumstances in turn are dictated by my God and so the first thing that'll freeze out your vision more than anything else is your circumstances if you don't have your temperature set the second thing that happens in joseph's life is as soon as his circumstances started looking good again because when he was pulled out of this pit sold into slavery a man bought him his name was potiphar and potiphar brought him in the house and the bible says joseph had so much favor from god that everything in potiphar's house prospered this man was being blessed because Joseph was in his house. And Joseph was in his house working and doing the things of God and, and living right. And everything was blessed and prosperous in, in Potiphar's house. And so Joseph's life was looking really good. And then a distraction comes along. Distractions will freeze out your visions just like circumstances will. See, the distraction was this. There was a lady in Potiphar's house called Potiphar's wife who took a liking to this young man named Joseph. And she wanted to do things with Joseph that married people ought not do with somebody else. And Joseph had the opportunity to be distracted by this situation and draw his attention away from what God had called him to do and who God had called him to be. Joseph had the opportunity to be distracted and if a distraction would have occurred, his temperature would have began to fall. What distractions are taking place in your life this morning to pull you away from what God's called you to do? Pastor, I just, I gotta work extra long, extra hard. It's just kind of a struggle for me right now. We get distracted. Pastor, do you know how beautiful it is outside? I think we're just gonna take a couple months off of church and go enjoy the nice 95 degree weather that you've been praying for, amen. It's okay to pray for good weather, amen. Just don't forsake God in the midst of it. Hey, pastor, man, I've just been so, we love this term, busy. Pastor, you have no idea how sick my kids have been. If you know my life the first part of this year, I do know how sick your kids have been. Because <laughs> my kid probably got yours sick if he was at church, amen? <laughs> amen. Distractions 
will begin to freeze out your vision just like circumstances will. And so now that this now Joseph's circumstances have completely changed, he's no longer in the favor of his father's house. He was beat up, thrown in a pit, pulled out of a pit, sold into slavery, and his circumstances were the worst they could be. Now that his circumstances have started getting better, he passed the circumstance test, and so the next test out there was the distraction test. See, many believers let their temperature begin to fall because of distractions. I preached a message halfway through this series, and it said those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of your God. Many of you have this testimony, Pastor, when we're in church, things are good. Things start going better and better, and my family's good, and then things get so good, you get good enough to get right out of church, and your family begins to fail. And I see this roller coaster go through couples' lives all the time, and if we would realize those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of their God, we'll stay plugged into the vision that God has for our life. As you are a thermometer or a thermostat, which we'll talk about in a minute, if you're a thermometer, circumstances will begin to lower your temperature and you'll no longer become hot. If you're a thermometer, distractions begin to lower your temperature and you're no longer hot, the last thing that'll kill your vision and freeze out your vision is if you let the element of time dictate the ending of your vision. If you let the element of time dictate when your vision should come to pass or whether you continue to do it or not, you'll be frozen out of your vision for life. Let me explain it like this. Joseph was 17 when he had his dream. And his dream was that his father, his mother, and his brothers would bow before him. It was 13 years from the time he had the vision or the dream until he was brought out of captivity or out of the prison and put in Pharaoh's household. And if you'll remember when he was in Pharaoh's household, there were still seven good years that had to take place before the seven bad years started. And after the seven bad years started, there had to be enough bad years that his family was literally starving to death to come find food in his household. So I can promise you it was a minimum of 20 years that Joseph did not let circumstances, distraction, and time freeze out the vision of God for his life. Now, some of you guys are thinking, Pastor, I've barely been alive 20 years, much less comprehend walking out of vision for 20 years. Pastor, I don't know if I can contend with this issue of time. Well, here's your answer for that. God is not bound by time, and because you were created in his image, neither are you. Amen? When God promises a vision, he's going to bring it to pass. When God promises some, he's going to do something, it's on his timing to do it. And if he promised to do it in your lifetime, guess what? You're going to see it come to fruition. Amen? You're going to see it come to pass. And the problem with most believers is they let their lives become dictated by external circumstances, external distractions, external elements of time, and it begins to make you a thermometer, and it drops the intensity level or the heat or the hotness of your vision. And once you realize that your hotness is slipping away, you become cold real quick. How many of y'all have ever experienced the coldness of a vision? When you've let circumstances, distraction, and time pull the vision out of your hands. Well, can I tell you, God never created you to be a thermometer. God never created you to be dictated by circumstances, distractions, and time. In fact, God created you to be a thermostat. What's a thermostat? A thermostat is exactly this. A thermostat, it's a device that has a setting on it, and it maintains a system at a constant temperature for a given environment. Where a thermometer is reactionary, a thermostat sets the temperature of the environment around it. Now, let me explain why I call you a thermostat. You're not supposed to be reactionary to the environment around you. You're supposed to set the environment around you. 
You're not supposed to react to the things of this world. You're supposed to set the standard for the things of this world. You're not supposed to react to the temperature outside. You're a thermostat. You set the temperature outside. You're not supposed to react to whether it's raining or it's not, whether it's sunny or it's not, whether it's cold or it's not, whether your marriage is good or it's not, whether the church is good or it's not, whether your family's good or it's not, whether the economy's good or it's not, whether the White House is good or it's not, whether the environment's good or it's not, whether the economic system is good or it's not. It does not matter to you because you got a setting and it's called you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus you have a thermostat that's got you set in a heavenly position that is not dictated by the things of this world amen Amen. and therefore all you people who have been a thermometer all your life you've been set free this morning because you're not supposed to be reactionary to the things of this world if the world's cold I'm cold if the world's hot I'm hot you're supposed to set the standard in the world Amen. amen see the thing about Joseph is this the thing about Joseph is this He didn't become reactionary. He became the thermostat. In fact, he became so much the thermostat that when his conditions changed, God came in and changed his conditions. See, some of your conditions are changing. Some of your conditions have actually deteriorated in the past week, and you're wondering, how in the world did this go from this to this in one week? Let me tell you about one hour in my life this past week. Some of y'all read it on Facebook. My fa- I titled it My Fabulous Hour. One fabulous hour in my life. Circumstances drastically changed. We were at my parents' house. We were all hanging out, having a good time um, Friday afternoon and just chilling. And all of a sudden, we noticed these red spots all over Caleb. And we began to wonder what this might be. So Sherry took him to the minor emergency center. And they didn't even let him get out of the car. They walked down there and said, yep, he's got chicken pox. Don't even bring him in the office. Take him home. Five minutes after Sherry left to do that, my youngest son, as graceful as he is, amen, thank you, Jesus, is running through the hallway and trips and falls and hits his head, you know, where the walls come together on the corner. And so he doesn't just have a scar from the blue knot on his head a couple weeks ago. He's got it twice as big of a blue knot on his head right now. And then we get home, and we're home about 45 minutes, and, and Caleb runs outside because Uncle Jeff and Aunt Amy were bringing their stuff by because I left in a hurry to get my kids home. And Caleb runs outside and, and stubs his toe on the concrete out there and just rips all the skin off the front of his toe, and blood's going everywhere all over the white carpet in our house. And can I tell you about one fabulous hour in my life where my circumstances were so good three hours earlier we were fishing with my grandmother who's here in town and it was awesome and three hours later I'm like what in the world happened (laughs) can I tell you I had every opportunity to go from hot and I was hot not a godly hot and my circumstances could have changed everything about my life now can I tell you When God is in the conditions, the conditions begin to change to God. God doesn't conform to the conditions. When you will maintain a certain temperature setting in your life and realize I will not compromise, I will not move, I will not be shaken, I will stay where God's called me to stay and I will do what God has called me to do. I will make sure my temperature stays hot and I'm not going to adjust to the environment around me. In fact, the environment's going to adjust to me. That's what happens in Joseph's life. A slave owner bought him and when a slave owner bought him because he would not compromise because of his circumstances, the things that were going on around him, it elevated everybody in Potiphar's house to Joseph's level see this is where the bible says god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble and the bible says true humility is this it's not thinking of yourself higher than others but it all it says this thinking of others higher than yourself so whatever model of yourself that you have right now you need to start lifting the people up around you to be above you in fact that's what joseph did he didn't think of himself as a better than everybody in potiphar's house because he had a vision from god in fact he lived out the vision and began to raise everybody in potiphar's house up to his level and everything was 
was blessed under his care. Amen. How many of you know that God's put you in your workplace to raise the temperature of the environment? Amen. God's put you in the school system to raise the temperature of the environment. Youth, God's got you right where he's called you to be in your school system to raise the temperature of your environment. Church, God's got you here in Sulphur Springs, Texas to raise the temperature of the environment, not to settle for the status quo, but to bring it up another level. Amen. Let's not compromise because of circumstances. Listen, distractions will still come in all the time. Joseph had every opportunity to be distracted by a distraction. When distractions begin to come into play, the Bible says this, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. Now let me talk to you about this. A thermostat has a setting, and when you set it, it stays what? Fixed. It does not move unless you move it. You know what I love more than anything? When it is Jeff's weather outside, 32 degrees, blistering cold and nasty and rainy and all the other stuff that goes on with crazy Texas weather. Praise God, it only happens two weeks out of the year. Amen. My favorite thing to do is to go into a house where the temperature setting is set on 72 degrees and I can still wear flip-flops because the environment inside isn't dictated by the environment outside, amen. I can still have paradise in my environment because it's set. You can still live in paradise even though all hell's going on around you outside because you're not moved by what you feel, by what you see. Your eyes are fixed on Jesus, the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of your faith. Just like a thermostat is fixed, so are you fixed and you cannot be moved, you cannot be shaken. And the only way the thermostat adjusts is if God or you adjust it. If you begin to adjust the thermostat, you are no longer fixed. God is the one who does the adjusting, amen. And God never goes from hot to cold. He always raises the standard. He always brings it up just a little bit better because God knows Fiji is heaven's place, amen. And it's trying to get the temperature where it needs to be, amen. What about the element of time? What about the element of time? See, a thermostat always stays stays set and fixed on a permanent setting. It doesn't matter how much time elapses, as long as there's power going from the house to the thermostat, that thermostat will never be moved, never be shaken. It'll always stay on a certain temperature. Listen, when God is your power source, time becomes a non-factor. When God is plugged in on the inside of you, and you know God is not bound by the confines of time. In fact, God operates outside of the realm of time because he said, I am the beginning, I am the end, I am the alpha, I am the omega. See, God operates outside of this time realm that we're fixated on but when you got that power source on the inside of you and your temperature setting is set and you know it's not going to be moved not going to be shaken as long as your power source is there time will never make your vision go cold amen it'll never make your life go cold it'll never make your marriage go cold it'll never make your kids go cold it'll never make the church go cold it cannot be bound by the confines of time because God operates outside that realm altogether now listen, many of you this morning have been a thermometer all your life. Work goes bad, the whole environment's bad. One day there was a man who had a bad day at work, came home, saw the dog, was mad at the dog, so he kicked the dog. Walked in the house, saw the kids, got mad at the kids, so he screamed and yelled at the kids, saw his wife, got mad at his wife, screamed and yelled at his wife. And none of these dogs, the kids, the wife, had anything to do with his bad day, but can you know he affected his environment in a negative way? Vice versa happens. You come home and you had a great day. You pet the dog. You love the kids. You hug your wife. You even maybe help her make dinner and even clean up afterwards. And all the ladies said, amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so, ladies, y'all are on point today. Amen. And so the whole environment's good. 
Now, the good days are good days, but the bad days are bad days. The problem is you're still a thermometer, not a thermostat. You don't have a setting. Can I tell you this? When you have a bad day at work, if you're a thermostat, you're going to come home and the circumstances of your day, the distractions that you've been going through and the time element of how, no matter how long that day was should not change the conditions of your home. Pastor, that's a perfect world. Will you serve a perfect God? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen to me on this. I want to challenge you this morning in just a few minutes to come to a setting where you become fixed. Where you say, I'm making a decision right now, pastor, that I will not be moved by the outside circumstances, by the outside distractions, by the outside time element. I will become set. And my temperature is hot for the vision God's called me to in my personal life, in my work life, in my family's life, and in this church life. See, I want to be able to say when September rolls around, shine brighter, shine farther, and you're so much hotter then than you were now. Amen. Because your thermostat setting just kept getting bumped up to heaven level. Amen. Your thermostat kept moving on up to heaven level. In just a minute, you're going to have a chance to set your thermostat. And I'm not going to ask you to set it at my level. I'm not going to ask you to set it at Johnny's level. I'm not going to ask you to set it at Mike's level. I'm not asking you to set it at Ed and Linda's level or Jerry and Ginger's level. I'm going to ask you to say, God, set my thermostat. Increase my temperature so I can change the environment around me. See, the thing about it, if you're going to change the environment, you've got to be hotter than the world you're living in. If you're going to raise the environment standards, you've got to be hotter than the world you're living in. Some of you, when you go to work, you act like you're at work instead of acting like you're at church. Well, the problem is you're so used to coming to church, you're not used to being the church. So when we change the standard to I am the church and I take church setting into a workplace, we up the level. We watch what God begins to do. So I'm going to ask you to have God set your thermostat. I must prove it to you how he can through what Jesus Christ did for us. He put Christ's thermostat setting on a setting that was unreachable for any man. And throughout the life of Christ, he had every circumstance that could have cooled off his vision. Throughout the life of Christ, when he was going to the cross, and Easter's coming here in two weeks, when he was going to the cross, how many of you know his thermostat setting could have went down just a little bit? He could have compromised a little bit if he wanted to. How many of you know that the distractions he was facing didn't compromise his thermostat setting? Every time he was whipped or beat or punched or his beard was pulled out or he was spat upon or he was mocked or they put a crown of thorns on his head or they stabbed him in the side with a spear, his thermostat setting could have said, I'm just going to dip a little bit. Or the element of time when he was on the cross, hanging there hour after hour. You know it didn't seem like an hour. It felt like a millennium. All the sin of the world hanging on his shoulders, it felt like a millennium. And he said himself, I could have called 10,000 angels and they could rescue me off this cross. That would have been pretty tempting for me. He said, I'm not adjusting my thermostat. God has set it and it is set. And so I will live out through these circumstances, distractions, and time element for God's vision to come to pass. How many of you know God is so powerful that when he lived out through those circumstances and he even died in the midst of those circumstances, God is powerful enough to raise it back from the dead. 